0: Welcome to the Balance Ballerinas podcast. My name is Georgia and I'm your host. Why are you already laughing at me? <laughs> I've just seen you do it in person.
1: <laughs> Let me finish. Sorry, my sorry. Okay. And then I can I forget tell. you do this at the start. Yeah, sorry. And okay. then I
0: can tell everybody who you are. Okay. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Balance Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and soon to be online courses. She's giggling. Stop it. For those that are new around here, and we have so many beautiful new members to the Balanced Ballerinas community, I am a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner. My studio is based on the Gold Coast in Australia, and I've been teaching adults and younger students ballet for, gosh, over a decade now, which is just wild. Anyway, I'm sure you'll all enjoy today's episode, but it's really a selfish one, because I really wanted to record a conversation with my sister, who (laughs) so rudely interrupted me already before. Now apparently we sound similar so you guys can let me know on the um, photo I'm going to post on my Instagram today when this episode goes live whether you think we
1: sound similar or not. I don't know. Hi so. Hi. Do we sound similar? Now that you've mentioned that I actually I didn't really think about it and but yeah it would be really confusing listening to this trying to figure out who's who.
0: <laughs> Probably
1: but um,
0: I think you have like a little uk twinge to your
1: accent now slight uk twinge and why would that be so i've been living in the uk for five years now which
0: yeah there it is i heard
1: it yeah <laughs> so who are you what do you do oh yeah so you haven't even said my name just your sister I Did Sophie. I said oh Sophie. did you say oh sorry I think you go? So. i'm already like critiquing you <laughs> This whole episode, we're just going to be talking over the top of each other. Probably. Um, so yes, so I moved to the UK five years ago um, with my boyfriend um, and I work in radio. So I worked in radio over here in the here in Australia and then I moved over to the UK and I work in radio there, which is great fun. So I work on the drive shows. Um, you don't
0: just work in radio, you produce.
1: Yes, sorry. I'm a producer. I produce three drive shows across the Midlands in the UK, which is good fun. She's, and then, she's
0: already having issues with the fact that I have the headphones on, so I can hear the levels yeah, of I the sound, and it's driving her nuts. It's
1: driving me nuts that I'm not on the other side of the computer. I can't see the levels. I can't see how the audio is going to be edited. I can't. That's my job. <laughs> not knowing how I sound right now is freaking me out. <laughs> so, so why are you and your boyfriend in the UK though? so he plays cricket it's all his fault it's all his fault we blame him on the daily um but i didn't move over until i had a job i wanted to be in radio over there and yeah i got a job working on breakfast shows and now i produce three drive shows so and you also have a side hustle i do have a side hustle so i also work in talent management rosie management is my little baby uh, because part of producing obviously there is the audio side which is brilliant but a lot of it is talent management and I love working with creators. So I work with a bunch of talent in Australia and the UK. So we're kind of worldwide. <laughs> you are totally worldwide, <laughs> which is what I like to say. <laughs> I own it. Your, to- your side
0: hustle is totally worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's also, great. It's also very easy to be worldwide these days too.
1: Yes, that's what I love about Rosie management is it's all from my laptop and obviously doing the drive shows. Um, a lot of my mornings are spent doing nothing so instead I decided to fill that with my side hustle which is going really well just like my sister I can't not be busy <laughs> <laughs> we just have to why not if you've got a few more hours why not fill it with something else why not how did we end up just the same cut from the same cloth
0: no no But we do have, we could probably just ramble and you'd be like, what was that episode even about? So we thought on our walk (laughs) this morning and see everyone knows that I go for my big walk every morning just to get some morning sun, morning light. So good for your circadian rhythm. But I usually on that walk talk to Sophie. Mm -hmm. on the phone because when it's like 6 a.m our time what's that time for you it's
1: like 9 p.m so you usually interrupt Sam and I will be watching like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank or something like that and and I rudely interrupt (laughs) yeah so it was bizarre this morning to actually have you on my walk next to me it's quite nice though because now when you call me I can picture like where you're at yeah like I know that walk very well because obviously I grew up here on the Gold Coast but now I'm like oh yeah, we are stopped. You, are you passing the place where I had to shove my face in the water for some salt on my skin? <laughs> yeah, Sophie did walk down to the beach
0: this morning and shove her face in the water because <laughs> salt water is very good for your skin. So, um, so what I was going to say is that we do have a little bit of like topic points so that this conversation doesn't get totally derailed, probably. Yeah, um, and so that we still have some ballet, you know, balletic topics in there. Speaking of. You did ballet growing up with me. Mm -hmm. I have a photo to show you. Really? This is the one that I'm going to post. You ready? This is what I'm going to post on Instagram as soon as I
1: (laughs) So describe it. Okay. I mean, this is us to a T because you're perfect (laughs) in a black skirt. George has got like her beautiful balletic hands and toes pointed. Very serious face. I'm like a Cheshire cat in a hot pink skirt with pink flowers in my hair and look that's not even first position my ankles aren't even you're like sinking into your hyperextension. it's driving me insane just looking at it I don't even know what that means I look like I'm trying to kill it and I'm just I'm not and you look perfect so that's pretty much us to a team your hands look like a bit bit chunky why are my hands so big I don't know they're really (laughs) chunky but anyway
0: this is the photo I'm going to post and like even our ballet shoes like so funny yours are filthy
1: Mine are a little bit dirty, but not as bad as yours. Pretty much sums us up, though, in one picture. Yeah. We haven't really deviated
0: from that. No. So basically, as ballet students, I'm, I'm pretty sure you just did ballet because I was doing ballet. Well,
1: that's my or whole did life. You actually <laughs> want, or did you
0: actually want to do it?
1: No, I think I wanted to do it. I wanted to perform. Um, and probably that's the difference right there. I wasn't in it for the structure of ballet like you were. I wanted to show off probably <laughs> and just have fun and do twirls, which is pretty much all I did.
0: You know, when you see that photo of like the kids lining up on the bar, there's that famous photo and then there's the one hanging
1: upside down on the bar. Yeah, that was me. That was you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I couldn't reach the bar because I'm too tiny. Like if you I just have to hang off everything. <laughs> You're very short. So fun fact is I'm, I'm quite a fair bit taller than
0: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But we look very similar. I'm just a brunette version and yeah, like, I don't know, growing up, you know, you kind of annoyed me because you would get <laughs> distinctions on your ballet exams. Whilst I worked really, really hard, you'd sort
1: of just walt- waltz in without any preparation yeah. and just nail it. I never knew what I was doing. But see, I think my favourite st- <laughs> my favorite story was one exam that we did. And I remember I think it was must have been really important for you because you'd taken it really seriously. And I think I went in. And I came out and mum was like, how did you go? Really worried about me. Of course, mum wasn't worried about you. No. Mum was so worried about what I would do. And I was like, oh, I fell over. And <laughs> I'd fallen over and then I'd had a chat to the examiner, I think, which you're not meant to do. No. I chatted to her and I'd asked her how her day was. Of course she did. We'd had a big conversation and I came out and I was like, yeah, she's so lovely. She told me about her day and everyone was in shock. And then I got really good results. So we were all so confused because I don't know how. I mean, that's not good advice for any kid going to do their exam. Take it very seriously. <laughs> it goes against
0: every fibre of my being. I'm like, prepare you know set the scene as much as you can so that when you walk in nothing you know nothing is different except for the fact it's the real exam preparation is key consistency is key and you are just the opposite of that yeah when it
1: comes to ballet when it comes to ballet I just wasn't of that life (laughs) so let's
0: go into though like performing performance you know I'm pretty sure you grew up and you wanted to be Delta Goodrum
1: yeah as soon as I saw Delta Goodrum (laughs) She was my idol. She still and, is my idol. She's we, my everything. And we met her, remember at that concert? Yeah. That like
0: I don't even I don't even know or remember how we ended up in this sort of VIP situation. Yeah. where we got to sit with her and the band after yeah. this intimate show at Sanctuary Cove, which is like a resort on the Gold I really Coast. I don't know how we did that. I don't know how that happened. But she she was, signed
1: a beanie baby of mine. I had a beanie baby of her because she – do you remember this? No, I she don't. She had a beanie baby. It was the Delta one and I bought it and then I took it to her. It's she signed. had a
0: beanie baby? Yeah.
1: I mean like that's when you've made it, when okay. you have a beanie baby. Just
0: in case you don't know what a beanie baby
1: <laughs> is, it's those little – are they like international
0: or is that an Australian Surely. thing?
1: They make a lot of money if you've still got them, and I think I've still got the one that Delta signed. They're like a little toy.
0: I can make a fortune. <laughs> you used to have hundreds of them. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I remember being so embarrassed that you brought the Beanie Baby autograph. Yeah, she signed it. <laughs> but she was lovely. But anyway, so you, your main talent and your mm-hmm. main thing growing
1: up, mm-hmm. you were the singer, and I was the dancer. Yeah, thank God we both had our own yes paths. So there was, yeah. (laughs) No confusion. Yeah, no confusion. Um, Yes. So I really liked singing and I think I like to do ballet and dancing because I knew that to be in musical theatre, I had to know how to dance. Yes. Um, And I had to know how to move. So I was like, okay, I'll do this. And I would even argue just being able to stand there and perform. Yep. Even if you didn't want to
0: go into the musical theatre route, like Mm. you doing some ballet training – just gave you beautiful posture to be able to stand there and sing beautifully.
1: Yeah. And I think singing gave me confidence. So when I walked into a ballet studio, I was always confident. I had no – I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can do this. Like, it's, it's fine. I'll just work my way through it. Um, and then, yeah, ballet gave me that kind of posture and strength. And the way that you move your hands when you sing is actually very balletic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the kind of gestures that you do is mm. very balletic because you don't want them to be like stiff. You want to be relaxed. You want to breathe slowly. Because it helps the audience relax. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so, see So I think they complemented each other, but I do think it was good that I chose singing while you chose dancing. And I mean, that was, that's literally us to a T. Yeah. So what did you do at uni? Um, So, I went to the conservatorium, the Griffith one, and I, after singing for however many years, I started writing my own music and I studied a Bachelor of Popular Music, which was composing, writing, performing, audio engineering, learned everything I possibly could about pop music, um, which is what led me into my career in radio because I just loved music, I loved talking, clearly, (laughs) and making people kind of laugh and connecting with people um so yeah they all kind of led into each other um and i really loved performing with scene but i realized very quickly when i was at uni that i didn't want to make it a career yeah um And I think that's the thing with the arts is
0: that people think, you know, because you're studying ballet, you're going to become a ballerina. Mm. If you're studying singing, you want to become a singer. And like you're a perfect example of the fact that you dedicated your life to, you know, singing and composing and music and all that. Mm. But it's actually really helped your career. But you could have never foreseen that that was what you're going to do. No. And you're incredibly employable because you produce, you know, these, these radio shows, but if they need like a jingle... Yeah. you can also jump in the booth and sing the jingle
1: yep which happens more often than people think <laughs> like okay so give, give an example though like if
0: someone's like what do you mean a jingle
1: um well if you're on the gold coast and you hear 90.9 cfm they'll be like 90.9 and that was me a lot of the time singing the cfm um and we would put that into the start of songs so it's basically like an ad for the for the company for the radio put into songs that you don't really hear, you don't really notice it, but your subconscious is slowly picking up on it. So they do that quite often. People will probably notice it a lot now that I've said it. Yeah. And Um, what did
0: you – what was the one recently, the Jingle Bell Rock one you had to do? Jingle
1: Bell Ball in the UK. So – um it was
0: because they're so subliminal i actually didn't even hear it yeah
1: no one heard it all my friends were like yeah congratulations because i was like i sung on the jingle which was like massive like i'm so excited to do it and even sam my boyfriend was like i just can't hear it it's (laughs) like like subliminal yeah it's a a lot of subliminal singing that is put into a lot of production behind songs and so what was the thing you sung for that jingle bell ball (laughs) it's very quick it's like two seconds but it was plastered across the radio station for however many months and people, it's its what you recognise. Um, so I do a lot of that which is purely them knowing that I can sing in the office and they're like, hey, can you come in and quickly record this? And I'm like, yeah. So how many times, like say it's
0: Jingle Bell Ball, how many mm. times do you have to sing that before they're like, we got it?
1: Um, only about three times maybe. Oh, really? Like it's, it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Do you
0: have to warm up your voice for that or is it just like, that'll do?
1: Not really <laughs> i should probably say yes <laughs> shouldn't i <laughs> again no, not prepared no no it's um i guess because i sing at home a lot like i feel like my voice is quite warm all the time i don't know maybe it's if it's early it's ready to go <laughs> anytime any place that's so um, funny no but i do i do think like there are certain things obviously if it's quite a difficult song or something like that you would you obviously practice and prepare but for jingles and things they're usually in my register so yeah. They just let me know what they want. I'll do it for them, I don't know, five times, maybe around about that. And then if they need more, I can jump straight back in and do it again. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a good – is no pressure because I think if you put too much pressure on something like that, you overthink it. And it is quite, like, simple. It's simple. Yeah. It doesn't need to be fancy.
0: It doesn't need to be overthought. Yeah. No. No, totally. <laughs> During, um, during lockdown, when I was doing the online ballet classes, you yeah. and a couple of your friends in the UK would join in. Yeah, we would. And then recently when you came home, was that last week? I don't even know at the moment. The time is just gone is from... It? Yeah, me. last week. Last week, yeah, you joined one of my adult ballet classes, mm. the beginner class. Mm-hmm. It was very cute. With so Nana. Actually, <laughs> it was pretty funny. So during the class, because I haven't had you in one of my classes for like ever, yeah. forever, and you had the wrong leg... Mm-hmm. And I like walked up and this is the difference with a client. I am so careful. Like I barely touch people. If I do, I use what I call teddy bear hands where it's like teddy bear hands? A, flat, a flat palm. Oh. So like instead of pointing, that's really aggressive and it makes people feel oh. it's not a nice feeling when you say just use a pointer finger. Whereas if you come and like cup with like a nice teddy bear hand, like the palm of your hand, if you need to turn someone's leg out or something, I use yep. teddy bear hand.
1: Yeah, you. I am imagining you with like fluffy hands, No, like no, you no. put on some fluffy hands to no, correct no, someone. No. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Why no. do you do that? No.
0: <laughs> so when you had the wrong leg,
1: yeah. I walked past and what did I do? you like slapped my butt. I did. I was yeah. like wrong
0: leg and I smacked her on the butt. And then after the exercise cuz I saw a few of my clients that didn't know you were yeah. my sister, think like, "Oh my god." And because it was a beginner class, I yeah. always have lots of new people in that class. Yeah. And so I quickly said at the end, just so everybody knows, like, this is my sister, <laughs> um didn't mean to aggressively slap her when she had the wrong leg. I will not be slapping any of you, don't worry. So that was pretty funny. Um Slap
1: sounds really hard Slap you didn't does. Slap me. I did like a, slap it's like a
0: love you. tap. It was like a love tap. Yeah. It was like
1: for anyone listening, she's not aggressive.
0: Not at all, not at all.
1: Slap is just like a really harsh word. It's no. not
0: not a Will Smith slap. You just
1: like to caress my booty sometimes <laughs> when I'm doing the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fix me up. No, it was just
0: like a quick like, oop, you got the wrong leg, sister.
1: I was so annoyed too because I was trying so hard. Because when your sister's the balanced ballerina, everyone <laughs> expects you to be good and I'm really, I'm just not on that level. There were
0: a few people watching you. No, but you were so balletic. And anyway, that's what I was going to mm. ask. So like, you have ballet weaved into your life. Yes, a little bit in and out. Probably mm. more because of what I do. Yeah. But because you did ballet so much as a child, like, why? Um, how do you think ballet's helped your life?
1: Oh, one hundred percent. I think I I constantly roll my shoulders and try to fix my posture, and I think that's from ballet mm. and kind of hold myself a different way and if i'm i remember when i was interviewing for jobs i would always try to like you walk in properly you present yourself properly and i think that all stems from ballet i don't think i would have that even from i don't think you get it from singing because singing can be a little bit more artistic or you could be a bit more relaxed um whereas ballet kind of really makes you present yourself a certain way and hold yourself a certain way Um,
0: it just comes down to like an awareness
1: yeah and an awareness of like space in a room which i think is interesting as well too and just how you yeah how you sit how you stand carry yourself yeah how you carry yourself um do people ask you are you a dancer i get it occasionally yeah yeah
0: because i was noticing this morning when you walk you walk like me you've got a very straight back yeah
1: <laughs> and even, even though
0: you've got a bit of scoliosis you've yeah, still got a very straight back but actually on that note your scoliosis probably would have been a lot worse if you didn't mm-hmm. do ballet
1: yep i had really bad scoliosis um which they they didn't pick up on they didn't notice for ages mm. um and it was only when i had to get my back sorted at one stage um that they realised and I think it would have been a lot worse had I not done ballet as a child. But I do think in terms of things like it's always just been ingrained in even things like hair, which I know like like I try to do my hair really nice and present mm. myself in a nice way and I do think that's kind of come from mum probably being like my hair was probably wild and all over the place (laughs) trying to like fix it yeah definitely I mean I have a student
0: who graduated a couple of years ago um Caitlin gorgeous Mm. actually you'd probably know her yeah um she is a real estate agent now like a very successful real estate agent on the Gold Coast and she's killing it um but she sent me a message randomly one day and was just like every morning when I wake up and I do my hair and I make myself presentable Mm. like I think of you and you know how much you drilled into us to you know have beautiful hair when we come to class and she goes and i've carried that through in my life yeah and people really respect that i put effort in
1: yeah it is taking that little bit of extra time and effort that i think ballet ingrains in you Mm. that it's important um so yeah no it definitely has stuck with me always and i always think like oh straighten your back roll your shoulders take a deep breath it's kind of like a little mantra that you can't ever stop. And I think that's a good thing.
0: It is a good thing. If, if yeah, I always say to people, like, they're not doing – your child isn't doing ballet or you're not doing ballet as an adult because, you know, you're going to become a professional ballerina. Like, you're doing it so that you have – alone with, not, you know, everything else aside, if you have really good posture, mm. your health is improved. Yeah.
1: 100%. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And – I think that way of life and that way of thinking is really healthy as well, too, because mm. it's like you you don't have to move your body and it, like a crazy amount. Like you don't have to like run or you don't have to do the biggest leaps in the class. It's just it's more about like those base foundations of like standing up straight, putting mm. your feet. I don't know. I'm going to say flat and that's not right. I don't think that's right, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> grounding like a, yourself. Grounding yourself. I'm to yeah, say. a nice
0: even weight, big <laughs> yeah. toe, little toe, heel, like a little tripod. Yep. If you're in my classes, you hear me say that all the time before you start an exercise, like make sure the weight's even on the big toe, little toe heel. Anyway, so why are you here out from the UK?
1: Oh, I don't know. Did someone just get married or something? <laughs> Mrs. Dostal.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so funny over the last couple of weeks when I've been recording podcast episodes. Mm. I usually but not always say um, your host, Georgia Canning. Oh, and I yeah. think recently I've just been saying Georgia because I'm like, I am. I'm I'm changing my last name. I'm going...
1: You know what? It's interesting because I think a lot of people thought that you might keep canning. Yeah. But I think it's another example of the type of person you are when you were like, no, if if I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. Which is completely fine. Yeah. I mean, Dostal's a lovely last name. It'll do. So that's lucky as well too. It'll (laughs) do.
0: My studio is called GC Dance and I always knew that because Mm -hmm. it's on the Gold Coast, you know, we'll register it as GC. So it can be Georgia Canning or... Gold Coast so it doesn't matter mm. um but the students like especially the younger ones they were having like a full meltdown like oh Everybody. my gosh is it going to be called GD dance now I'm like absolutely not no
1: definitely, <laughs> definitely not. not no GDD just doesn't have the same roll off the tongue does there's it? Uh,
0: too much paperwork to be able to, ch- to have to change that but also it's always been GC as in for anyone that doesn't live in Australia when you live on the Gold Coast everyone refers to the Gold Coast as the GC yeah the GC. so
1: we like to shorten everything
0: but yeah but I I mean I have just had a ball having you out here and mm-hmm. like the whole wedding thing has been just such a experience and I spoke a little bit about it in the last solo ask mm. me anything episode and everyone was like oh my gosh it was so nice to hear about you talking about your wedding oh. <laughs> it was really cute but um now so wait th- yeah
1: can you reveal the dress now because I feel like your ballerinas well, yeah, will like to know that
0: there's a thousand pictures up now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, everyone was like, it's so balletic. And I never thought I would wear such a balletic dress. The bodice is basically a tutu bodice.
1: Yeah. It literally looks, it looks <laughs> like I see it and I just see ballet. I don't know like what you pictured yourself in before it, but it seems so perfect and it seems so you really. Yeah.
0: No, I loved my dress. I couldn't wait to get into it. And I just can't – I'm like – I was about to say I can't wait to wear it again. I'm never going to wear it again. Isn't that bizarre? Someone asked me the other day, would I sell it? Mm. And I don't think I'm going to sell it because I was thinking, I mean, how many little girls do – young women, you know, do I have in my life? If someone comes up to me one day and says, Miss Georgia, can I borrow your dress – I will a hundred percent let them really? borrow it. A hundred percent. Wow! There I think you go, so. girls. There's an
1: offer. <laughs> I mean, as long as they dry clean it. Go comment on Miss George's Instagram photo if you want to borrow her dress. But I just don't.
0: <laughs> I don't. Don't think I can bring myself to sell it. I love it so much. No, it's so beautiful. It's yeah. It's basically. I was showing before I got married. I actually showed a picture of it to my Pilates instructor Eden, who's actually been a guest on the podcast, and he was like. It's very like Giselle La Silphide. Like, mm. it's very, yeah. I couldn't do the veil thing, though. That's
1: what I was going to ask. Why did you not do a veil? I, don't I mean, know. I loved your bow, but I actually haven't asked you yet why you didn't do a veil. I loved my bow. I tell you what, a lot cheaper. <laughs> like, yeah. a, t- a $2 white That's bow in my hair. That's so true. Those veils are so They're expensive. So expensive. And it's literally net. And yeah, some of them have like
0: pearls and stuff. pearls
1: or sparkles in them but then you get rid of it straight away
0: yeah yeah it's gone i mean when i was standing there in the shop and i took my mom and dad I took mum and dad. You would have been there, but you overseas. Would, would have been overseas, there, but, so, you know. That's fine. Um, it's not a sore point at all, is it? <laughs> mum, no. Mum was all for the veil. I think now she's like, oh, no, in hindsight, like, 100% the ribbon. It's very you, Georgia. Mm. That's what she said. She goes, you just look like you. But the veil thing, I don't know, when I was standing there and, like, the big – I mean, I thought my dress was quite puffy. Everyone's telling me that's not puffy at all. Mm. Um, it was a lot bigger. I mean, I think I probably always – pictured myself in something really traditional i mean sorry not traditional more modern yeah like very slim line um more modern cut and then i ended up in a very like balletic dress it's like a tutu it is a bit like a tutu, yeah. But anyway, once I got the veil on too and I was standing there, I was like, ugh, it's too much. So you know that episode of Sex in the City where yeah. she's got the dress on and then she breaks out into hives? Oh, my God, she's like, hives? like,
1: oh, my God, get it off me, get it off yeah, me. Like, get it <laughs> off
0: me now, get it off me. Granted, they're trying on, like, hideous dresses as a joke and she has an absolute anxiety attack. Yeah. I felt a little bit anxious with the big veil on because I was like, oh, this is too much. Too much. I guess when you've got a
1: tool around your legs, it does feel quite poofy. Like Looking at it, it's not that. It's not poofy at all, but it just feels heavy and it feels like a lot.
0: I felt like I was in a costume. Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe growing up because, you know, I had so many costumes and I was always in costumes Mm. being a ballet dancer. Yeah. For me, I didn't have that urge that maybe other people have to be super costumed up, like in a big dress with the big shebang i just sort of was like oh this is too much i feel like i'm off to the theater to perform on stage do you know what i mean yeah i just couldn't do it for some reason it freaked me out
1: To be, uh, i honestly just looked at it though and i was like that is you the bow t yeah the bow and like fun fact about georgia i'm sure people i can like share a lot of facts about you because i've got the microphone when we were younger you used to wear bows in your hair all the time Georgia would get like a Chanel bow from like the counter at Chanel. No, we no, like not Chanel, like the cosmetic counter. The cosmetic counter. So, like counter, if you go into I mean. David Jones yeah. or Maya
0: and we used to steal they, the little yeah, ribbons. Yeah, they had those
1: tiny ribbons they would give out all don't, the time. They don't do
0: that anymore. So, they Probably used COVID to spray perfume on the ribbons and yeah. give you the ribbons and you and I would go around and steal all the ribbons and I'd use them for my hair yeah. yeah
1: Georgia was that cool kid with the ribbon in her hair that smelled like perfume but you used to do that all the time and then I did it because obviously I copied you because I do that and everything yeah I've got this really weird image though of us saying that you wore a tutu on your wedding day of you actually coming out and like you, what are those stiff tutus
0: oh like a pancake <laughs> could tutu? you imagine
1: if you came out that Dan's face <laughs> oh my god he would be like what are you wearing? <laughs> and like point shoes. That would be oh, hilarious.
0: <laughs> Dan is so simple. He would just be like it's a white dress. Like no matter what I walked out in. Yeah, he would have been fine. He'd be like oh it's a white dress. He'd be like
1: cool. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So funny. What other traditions did you actually get rid of now that I think of it? Well, we had you a didn't very
0: do a veil. No, didn't do a veil. We had a very very um I I wanted it to be like a very bougie dinner party. <laughs> like
1: yeah i think you hit the nail on the head yeah
0: we we got married on a boardwalk Mm-hmm. Which um, overlooks like the
1: um, I just said mm, like I don't know <laughs> like I wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> mm, tell me more. But yeah, we got we got
0: married on a on a boardwalk with lots of boats and stuff in the background, and I remember people going like, oh, well, so so you're not in a church, no, oh, so you're not in like a garden of sorts. I'm like, mm. no, no, just on a boardwalk, and everyone's like, okay, that's a bit weird, but we just wanted to be really conveniently next to the restaurant. And not be gone for our photos for too long. So, Mm. but I must admit, like, we still made it somehow feel very intimate and Mm. homey. And we put up these beautiful white market umbrellas. And oh my gosh, the weather. Oh, it was so perfect. It has been torrential raining and flooding in all parts of like where we live. Mm. And the weather was just unbelievable. Because if it was going to be terrible weather, we actually would have had to get married in the restaurant.
1: Well, I mean, that's convenient. You yeah. want to just sit down yeah. straight away and everyone's got their meals. Yeah. But no, so I guess
0: like tradition, you know, if we're talking about traditions, we got rid of like a very traditional ceremony. Yeah. Um, it was very quick. We had a celebrant. Um, it was pretty snappy. It was pretty There were snappy. no
1: readings. There were no yeah. – uh, we don't have bridesmaids or groomsmen. Yeah. That's a big tradition we got rid of. That's a big tradition. And, I mean, I'm totally not mad about it. You are so mad you're <laughs> not a bridesmaid. Fuming. I'm your sister and I wasn't your bridesmaid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still angry about it. <laughs> That's
0: fine. You'll get over it one day. But, yeah, we didn't do a first dance. No, I think there was didn't. so much pressure. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like – you're a ballerina, you have to do an amazing dance. Is Dan learning, you know, ballet pas de deux? And I'm like, no, absolutely no, not. Yeah. Like, so we didn't do a first dance. Um, what else didn't we do?
1: You didn't throw the bouquet. I didn't
0: throw the bouquet because – they are expensive.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to keep mine. And you didn't have a bridesmaid, so you couldn't throw theirs,
0: you know? No, you I didn't have, have – <laughs> exactly. I mean, I saved a lot of money not having bridesmaids, to be yeah. honest, because you don't have to buy them a dress or a bouquet or have their makeup done. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a beautiful day because I had you and mum having yeah. their, your hair and makeup done. I mean,
1: not just me and mum. There's another tradition. Oh. Who saw you on your wedding day?
0: Well – Dan was actually in the room getting ready with us the whole morning. And you know, that's
1: just just how
0: we roll. I mean, I had my, I had, I was so comfortable. I had like linen, white pajamas on (laughs) and he, we woke up and he was supposed to leave at about nine. Like we went for a beach walk and when, Mm. that's all I wanted. I knew that on my wedding day, I wanted to wake up with Dan, not do the whole like separate from each other, you know. I still don't really know why that's a tradition. I don't, I don't like know I still
1: either. don't really get why. People, I know it can add to the excitement and oh, I'm not going to see them until you like like yeah, come around I'm the corner just not into it. in like a burst of light and whiteness. But like <laughs> but seriously.
0: Yeah, no. I don't I, really get
1: it anymore. I don't know. But yeah, we we went for our beach walk
0: we came home, well, home to our hotel room, and he was about to be kicked out at about nine when the hair and makeup started arriving. And he goes, Do I have to leave? And I was like, You know what? You don't. No. Just sit, have a, you know, chill, chill out. And actually, it was quite handy because whenever there was someone knocking at the door or flowers were coming or anything needed to be delivered, he would go and organize it. He <laughs> would go answer the door. He was the doorboy.
1: Yeah, the groomsman was practically in the doorman. <laughs> and people were walking in being like, Oh,
0: that's the groom. Oh my gosh, what is he doing here? And I'm like, He's fine. It's all right. It's all good. It's
1: lovely. We just got to chat
0: yeah and then i think it was by the time i was having my makeup done i think i was halfway through my makeup my Mm. hair was already done yeah he liked your hair i was basically yeah he's like oh i like your hair that looks nice and i'm like thanks Thanks." (laughs) um but when the makeup team the makeup team it's like one beautiful lady lara she was amazing yeah um i sort of went oh i think dan it's probably time you go now he goes oh okay and then he went and had a shower and got ready and um um And yeah and then i sort of like left on my own because i didn't Mm. have any bridesmaids so i had the makeup lady oh should we talk about the sparkles
1: so i had when i had when i had
0: my photographer taking some photos of me in the hotel room the makeup lady i thought she was doing sort of like a step because what they do is they sometimes do like staged photos where it looks like the makeup lady's doing my makeup but it's Mm. kind of already done yeah and she was brushing my collarbones and i thought oh she's doing like some contouring like
1: I would have thought that too because people do contour their collarbones, yeah, like no. all down their chest. But well, that's
0: what I thought she was doing, and I thought, oh, that's weird. I haven't really asked for it, but anyway, let her do her thing.
1: You um, contour my collarbones, go yeah, to town.
0: go, go for it. <laughs> and then when I it wasn't really at the ceremony, but at night, yeah, everyone was like, "Why are you so sparkly?" Yeah. She put. Beautiful Dior makeup sparkles all over my chest, so the light at nighttime, like I literally look like a vampire or something. I was gonna say,
1: think Twilight style, like Edward Cullen. Yeah, in the sunshine. Yeah, it's not like I was sequined. Like
0: I just was like sparkly, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like it was we're really like, you weird. Were, you
1: were glowing.
0: It was. Uh, everyone's like, "You're absolutely glowing." I'm like, "I think it's just the sparkles the makeup artist <laughs> chucked on my chest." But um, no, I honestly had the best time, and everyone just kept saying to me, like, "You know, why aren't you drinking more and popping champagne in my yeah. you know, in my hand?" And I'm like, "I want to remember
1: every yeah. bit of this." You were very. You both were so happy the entire evening. I kept saying to you, I thought that you were drunk. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought because but you were just so happy. I was just so happy. happy. I and hardly like you had at all. I hardly had anything. You I mean, were walking around with a glass of red wine for a while there. That I was stressing about your dress, but you were absolutely like yeah. fine.
0: And Dan doesn't drink, and so I think mm. it's really nice. Like we remember every part of that yeah. day. And um and oh another tradition. I apparently the bride and groom is supposed to leave first. We waited. Really? Yeah, we stuck around and said goodbye to everyone and we were the last ones to leave the restaurant. I didn't know that was a tradition. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Oh, well, yeah, to be fair, you said no to a lot of that then.
0: Yeah. Now, I know you have – this is so random – an eyebrow appointment that you have to get off to. No, I do. But I do have to ask you about – Oh no, I don't have to ask you. I just have to say thank you because you serenaded me down the aisle. I mean, who can say – that their sister... Sung them down the aisle at their wedding. Are you going to cry?
1: No, but you said thank you and that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I just got teary. Why are you teary? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're a bit emotional. I'm so emotional this trip home. I'm so emotional. <laughs> so what So what song did you sing? Um, I sung Ed Sheeran, Tenerife Sea, which is beautiful. If anyone wants it for their wedding, it's a great walk-in song. It's so nice. You've sung, sung it for a few friends now at their weddings. Yes. I've sung for a few, words, as Georgia liked to refer to it as the recycled wedding song. I know. Well,
0: I thought you were going to do like an original for me. Oh, Not an original song I like just thought you were going to pick something one. different And Look. then I was like Oh, you're singing the same I was. This is such you a were, sister yeah, thing I was, you're like, a bit feisty I was like You're singing the same song That you sing at all your other friends' weddings I only did that at one other friend's wedding Yeah, but that feels like everyone's wedding Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> No, but it's just It's such a pretty song And when I sung it at their wedding actually A lot of people kept coming up to me And they're like Did you write that? And I was like No, it's Ed Sheeran <laughs> I should just claim it. You Um, should. But no, it was a really beautiful, it's a a beautiful wedding song. And it's not as common and a lot of people don't know it. But yes, I did sing As You Walk Down the Aisle, Mm. which was so lovely. Because I actually had a great view of Dan, which I know everyone looks at the bride. But like I was watching him and his face like light up as you came around the corner and I nearly lost the words but I didn't (laughs) what's so
0: funny is that like we had a really really intimate wedding of 60 people like Mm. 60 people's not that many no um and so I thought everyone knew who you were oh yeah but someone came up to (laughs) me and goes oh my god you're so um that's so cool that you invited the wedding singer to you know Yep. have drinks and and sit eat down dinner. and have a meal and eat dinner at your wedding and I was like sorry what and they're like that's so kind of you to invite the wedding singer and I'm like that's my sister <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there are a couple of people that didn't realize that you were like my
1: sister and they were and then after the ceremony I couldn't stop crying because I think you were, I was so focused you weren't crying you were
0: sobbing yeah I was up you and my best friend Rach who is also from the UK yeah I hate you both for living over there yeah, anyway um yeah, you were both sobbing. It was quite... And actually, it stopped me from crying.
1: Because, yeah, I think you looked at me and you were like, what's wrong with you? But I think because I was so focused beforehand and I wanted your walk in to be perfect. And you kind of, like, go into a bit of performance mode.
0: You totally go into performance like, mode.
1: Like, I wasn't really emotional. You came out in your dress like, yeah, sorry, you looked beautiful. But, like, it didn't really affect me at all.
0: Because Dan cause. said to me, is she going to be able to keep it together? Oh, yeah. Are you sure you want your sister to sing? Because she'll see you and she'll start crying. I said, no. We are professionals. We are yeah. performers. Um, she will she will keep it together, and I you did.
1: I did until the very end when the celebrant, um, Deb, was like, "Go congratulate your sister," and I lost it. Like I was ugly crying, and all I could think was, "Beautiful Lara, who did our makeup, was gonna be so mad at me <laughs> because I was ruining
0: because you it. were ruining makeup." But, but if anyone wants to see you singing me down the aisle, because oh, we didn't yeah. we didn't have a videographer, we didn't no. film any part of our wedding, but I did get our sister in law to mm. film, um, you singing, which is nice, which is nice because I was quite overwhelmed i can't remember you singing so i'm really glad mm. and i've watched the video like a hundred times and it's uh up on a reel on my instagram at the balance ballerina <laughs> if you want to go have a look and um it's just the most beautiful thing i've ever seen
1: it's lovely to be able to do that and i think is i think for mom to have her two girls in terms of like what we've chosen to do with our lives to kind of like have that moment mm. where the whole family was there and i could do that for you was lovely, and then you walked out in your beautiful ballet <laughs> ballet wedding dress.
0: <laughs> I do think about the fact that I cannot reciprocate. Yeah, like no. there is no <laughs> way I can sing you down the aisle. Um, I mean, I can't even give you a wedding dance because you and Sam like. I can't imagine you guys doing it like me.
1: That could be pretty hilarious. Though. But also,
0: like I. I can't, people, you know, occasionally I get emails like, oh, can you choreograph my wedding dance? I'm like, no, I can't. Like, that's a completely different dance genre. Like, you know, I just, that's not my thing. Yeah. I did it once. I did it once actually for a couple um, and they're actually now divorced. (laughs) Yeah. This was many years ago. She wanted to do a, she was a client of mine, an adult ballerina, and she wanted to do her wedding dance in blue point shoes for something blue. And her and her partner rehearsed for, like, months and months Mm. and months. Um, I think they had too many drinks. Oh, no. And then they did their dance and... yeah, it was a bit of a hot mess. Oh, no. I, she, was like, she was like, I'm so sorry. I stuffed it up. Um, and she's gorgeous. She's, she's hilarious. Very funny lady. Um, but, yeah, they're divorced. So maybe that's mm, not a good omen. That's not a I good don't, omen. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore.
1: I do think for a wedding, too, a bit of a sway and a dip is fine. That's all you need. That's yeah, all the people want. You don't need pointe shoes. You just just sway. Have a pash. Dip, dip the bride. Pash. Who says patch? Have a snog. Oh my god! Who says patch and dip, snog? Dip the bride, and then that's you're done. Like you know, like a back dip. Yeah. Like that's it. Okay. You got go to go to your no, Can I have point? one last question for you? Because I feel like people want to know what was your favorite part of the day of the, part, the wedding day? Of the wedding day? Um, no, of yesterday. <laughs> Um, I will admit I was
0: underprepared for that moment where, see, because it was on the boardwalk, we turned the corner. I sort of hid behind this corner and then the lady who was out on the day coordinator came around and would signal us to walk around and mm-hmm. at the corner where the umbrellas were set up and the beautiful white chairs and the flowers and there was yeah. white rose petals all over the ground and – And I don't know how to explain it. The weather was so perfect. Everything was warm. Like Mm. everyone looked glowing. Like there was just that beautiful afternoon sunlight. There was the sun setting in the background. We had quite a late ceremony, like 4.30. Mm. And um, we'd actually timed that perfectly with the sunset. But I just wasn't prepared for turning the corner. And having... Every single person that means so much to you, like you've handpicked all these people to be together and witness this moment. Yeah, I was underprepared for them all just staring back at me with such like love in their (laughs) eyes. Like I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't like a – I always imagine it like a – like you know you see movies and everyone turns around they go oh, the bride it's like you know they're in a, a beautiful oh dress God, it's like a Dis- it's like a Disney princess but no yeah. it didn't feel like that at all it felt like everyone was just like oh my gosh like we are so thrilled and honored to be here mm. and um it felt very intimate you know what I keep going to use this word with the market umbrellas the white mm. market umbrellas and the white rose petals and sort of like the waves in the background and the sun setting over the water. I felt like it was in the Bahamas or something. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, like it felt yeah. a little
1: bit. It did feel like we islandy. Were, yeah, like it felt like we were on holidays somewhere. Exotic. Obviously, the, the GC is like quite a holiday spot, but this felt like something different. Like you'd created this yeah. little world there. It was bizarre, but yeah, that was the most amazing
0: feeling. Just turning the corner and everybody looking at Dad and I. Like,
1: I, I just I don't know how to explain it. And that's when I sort of lost it a little bit. I do think obviously because of the last few years, like there's a lot of when an event does happen and does go ahead without something going wrong. Yeah. There's kind of this overwhelming and, emotion. And that's
0: the thing. I think there was so much like holding my breath because someone might not be able to make it or someone yeah. gets COVID. And out of all 60 guests, mm. every single person was there. Yeah. Not cool. a single person didn't make it. And we had, most of my friends are interstate. So mm. that was quite incredible. And I still don't know how we pulled that off. Perfect weather, perfect weather perfect you know (laughs) guest list everyone arrived and you know even just getting you home from the UK yeah that was so stressful Mm -hmm. you know all the COVID tests you had to do to get here and you know you would have missed it if you had COVID yeah so because um, you wouldn't have been able to travel. It was just bizarre. I just was like, mm. no one gets everything they want. <laughs> and I did. I got everything I wanted yeah. on my wedding day. And I was like, no, I was waiting for the, the you know, what's the saying? Like the penny to drop or something. Yeah. I was waiting for something to go wrong. The shooter fall. Is that and it? Nothing went wrong. Yeah. And no one though. Had a, a better day than our dad. <laughs>
1: oh my god! It was like the
0: best day of his life. <laughs> dad literally put up an Instagram post, which is so funny, and it was yeah. like best day in my hmm. sixty years of existence. So what's he going to do for your wedding then? Oh, it's a,
1: it'll pale in comparison. <laughs> no,
0: no. I think he'll just do that.
1: Uh, you know, at every, every at wedding, every wedding. It'll be the best day of his life.
0: I think it was because I was the first one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Did you feel like you wanted to grunge at a down the aisle?
0: Absolutely not. No. No, Not even a little bit. That's my
1: question's done. I don't know whether, like, you know, when you get that weird urge that overtakes your body and you're like, why not? Should I just leap? (laughs) No?
0: No, not at all. Oh, okay. Anyone that knows me knows that in social or family or real life, real human situations, I don't have the urge to dance. You used to dance
1: down the aisles at the grocery store. Yeah, but I was a child.
0: Yeah, true. Okay. I'm like,
1: I'm growing out of that stage, all right. I
0: have. Thank you so much for agreeing to doing this. That's okay. We've decided to do it at the very last minute. Yeah, I'm literally going to upload this right now. So if you're listening to this on Thursday when it drops, mm. we have recorded this the morning of. It's lovely. It's very up to I mean, up to
1: date. The producer in me is having a panic attack that I won't be able to edit this audio or change anything. I or don't. But my <sighs>
0: listeners know I don't edit the <sighs> audio. It
1: stresses me out, but that's okay. <laughs> you do you balance ballerina <laughs> you have to go get your
0: eyebrows done oh, yeah i do okay okay i love you love thank you, too. you so much there's the truck going past hope no one can hear the that. truck ruined our i love they you They ruined <laughs> i love you i love you though
1: oh i love you too <laughs> don't make me cry before my eyebrow appointment
0: <laughs> you'll be fine now for everybody listening if you're not already part of the balance ballerinas facebook group just type into Facebook. Balance Ballerina's secret Facebook group. There's nothing secret about it. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> if you're if you're cool, if you enjoy ballet, if you enjoy talking about ballet, you do ballet, you love ballet, join that group. It's such a beautiful community worldwide. And um, I can't wait to welcome you there. And go comment on the photo that I'm about to drop oh. of Sophie and I. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. It's basically us to a T. Yeah. Anyway, love you, sister. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>